one. So investors finally believe that Paul Powell is hawkish and is not done raising rates. Well, maybe they got the clue yesterday. Darden restaurants, man. Maybe bring back Red Lobster. We got a lot to talk about today. Market under 4,400. 100 handles off that expiration blow off top. This is pre-market prep on a Thursday. Get your notepads out. We got some good... Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, good morning, traders and investors. Uh, we didn't spend much time in the green. Yesterday's close, nine and a quarter. Pre-market high, 13 and a half. Pre-market low, 93, trying to get a bounce. That puts us down 10 and three quarters handles at 43.98.50. The buck under 102, down just a couple pennies, 101.66. Bonds, we got a five-star level in the bond market, folks. 128.05, look at all those highs. Kind of reminds me of 134. Uh, crude in the red by a buck 43 at 71.10. Gold migrating towards 1900 down 920 1935 silver in the red as well that has been the weak link down 23 cents to 22.58 in bitcoin futures still holding 30k we're down 80 bucks here at 30,180 not quite reaching those april highs so for people that are kind of new to the show or haven't been around for a long time Triple D and I used to make a bunch of lunch and steak dinner bets. And um, he kicked my butt all the time. I don't know how many lunches I owe him, but it looks like we got another wager going, uh, Triple D. And um, I'm looking forward to this one. Mitch, did you see our little Twitter exchange? Hmm, little Twitter exchange. Uh, no, I actually did not catch that one. What happened there? You guys well, got apparently a bet on? The Verge is reporting that Zuckerberg has challenged Elon Musk to an old-fashioned cage match. Oh, oh. and I'm going with Elon Musk. Celebrity death match? You guys remember that? I'm going with <laughs> Elon Musk. I'm going with my guy. Even though maybe Zuckerberg knows kung fu fighting, apparently, or something Joel says. Yes, uh, you even did though do he might know research. that. I'm going with my guy, Elon Musk. He'll outsmart him. He's smarter than Zuckerberg. He'll find a way. Dennis, you didn't, do, you didn't do your research. You didn't look at your relationships. You were, you, you were delinquent. <laughs> I'm going with the underdog. Everybody, had, everybody was going Zuck. I'm going okay. Musk. Well, Zuck, He's my Zuck man. Is- uh, Zuck is uh, pretty accomplished at uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and uh, uh, Zuck has, and Musk only took a year of it when he was a kid. Uh, well, but oh, one more thing. We have a guest on the show, one of our favorite guests, who is also an expert in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is? Uh, is that uh, Legator? Who, who is it? Nope. Who's got our Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt? Come on, Dennis. 
You should know I this. No idea. He's also a comedian. He's oh, probably- Santiago. Santiago? No, not, no, not Santi. He's a. We're both uh, comedians on this show. Well, that's right. We. I gotta. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna get Bill on. Bill no. Santiago. A lot. That's my man. Someone Brianna brought on. Long mm-hmm. time ago. He's been on the show a lot, Dennis. He's just like. I'll give you a hint. I mean, he's just like the nicest guy on Wall Street. Unless you take him the wrong way, and then he beats you up. No. I have no idea. Jeremy. Jeremy Newsom. Oh, it's a double oh, R. There you go. Yeah. My man knows. Double R does bit. it all, man. <laughs> yeah, I also I, went I, a travels. Get him I on. T- Can we get him on the show? I got him Can on. Can we bring him on? He's traveling across the country trading from a Winnebago. Can we let it? We that's just an awesome angle. Why don't we have Double R on the show? Get him on. Joel's gonna call him. He's Let's coming get on it on. We'll, well get you know him on. What? I had him on uh, the closing print, and I Bring want you know because he's trading from his Winnebago, and he was like in a hotel room or something. I want him from the Winnebago. Okay, oh, yeah. it's got to be from the Winnebago. Yeah, yeah. Okay. we want to see. Okay. I'll track him down again. All right, the the chat's going to get restless here because it's eight oh seven, and we haven't talked one stock, and they're going to tell. You see, we have a bit of a pre-show team, so I'm going to get it started here. Let's go yes, to Jerome Powell, of course. Uh, Fed Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell suggesting more interest rates increases due to high inflation, tight labor market conditions showing signs of loosening. One comment that I thought was very important is he said that nearly all FOMC participants expect that they will be inappropriate to raise interest rates somewhat further by the end of the year. These were given by prepared remarks and, of course, is going to continue today. So be careful out there. And in other news, of course, Bank of England surprising with a 50 basis point rate hike. So now what are we are, are we starting to turn around a little bit on the narrative? I don't think we turn around the narrative, but I think we are due for a pullback. We've been talking about potential pullbacks here. We're getting them in a few stocks. Um, so. I don't think we're turning around and, you know, all of a sudden they're going to tank these things back down to the lows. But I think we just got so overextended. I mean, stocks going up and we talked about Tesla going up from 160 to $260 a month, up 70% a month. Needs a healthy pullback. Key reversal yesterday. The down kicks it off. And now all of a sudden, you know, you get another downgrade, which we can talk about in a second. But just stick with the macro talk here. Everything just went up too much too fast. So let's just cool it off a little bit. Are we buying the pullback? I think so. I think we're going to find Not it. here. Not here. No. Not here. So I'll move back to the macro markets. Not on Tesla. So I, I went all over the place. I'm bringing it back to the overall market here. S&P's come back down. Let's think about 430. Spy? All right. Let me go to Spy. the stocks of 430. I think if you're underinvested, yes. I think if you're fully invested, I don't know what you're doing because, I mean, you're doing really well, actually, I guess, if you're fully invested, but it's just been too much too fast. I think you're buying pullbacks here. Another another four, four at SPY, so 40 S&P handles down. I think you got your shopping list going. Mm, I mean, that that's a potential stopping point, but, I mean, that's just the fluff that they tacked on from the expiration week. So um, I can't give it. I, it Are I you think thinking I'm the like, high is in, Joel? 
Are you calling uh, another high as in? No, because I, I was wrong when I said it. I mean, I, it, they took me a while to do it. it if I would have made that call, it, a definitive call, it should have been on Monday after the blow off expiration top. So I'm I'm not going to be a I'm not going to hop on the bag, bandwagon here after we dropped 100 handles. I'll just go and re, re, uh, repeat that right now it's much easier to identify resistance than support. I mean that's just that's just that's just the bottom line, and and there's more two, three, four stars on the upside, and there's two stars on the downside. So right now, that's you know that's the way I'm looking at things. Of course, you know the complexion of the market could change. The thing that the market, I mean, he was hawkish. I, I really thought that was a hawkish Fed meeting, but you know they they you know just because they paused, they jammed the market. It was expiration. They really like blew a lot of the shorts out with that move. I mean, and then they it you all know, sets they up, up well for a narrative that the top was put in on Friday. It sets up well for that narrative. Yep. I don't think it is, but it does. There there is a potential that we had the blow off top on Friday. There's that potential. Yep, There's a lot of stocks just getting silly. You know, yep. and the reversal that we had was significant. Obviously, you know, we've covered a lot of those tech stocks here. Money Mitch, what are your thoughts? I mean, <clears throat> we've we've had such a run, especially yeah. let, let's stick to the NASDAQ talk because we know the IWM really hasn't had the run. We know the S&Ps hasn't had the run like the NASDAQ. It's the NASDAQ that has really had the run. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I was playing the SQQQs for a little bit and just kind of come in, come out. I think in this market, it's also very hard to stay even in, on the short side because you get moves like you got yesterday in NVIDIA where the stock comes down like, you know, 10 points, something like that. And then it comes all the way back up. You know what I mean? And I think that that's where it gets a little bit challenging, even if you are on the short side, right? Mm -hmm. You see a position going in, let's say for some reason you got 435 yesterday on NVIDIA. The stock goes down all the way below 422 and then right back up there to 434. Tough. So that's tough to trade. I can tell you guys that I was watching it and I was fighting myself. I was like, should I short at 434 here now? And it's, it gets very challenging when we're getting these kind of elevator moves down but stair moves right back up. And so what I think here is that even if you're playing the short side, it's almost like the same way we were playing the long side. You got to sell the rips and look for kind of these little bounces back to look for maybe re-entries because that's the way it's been. It's like rip down, climb right back up. Yeah. Um, people ask me, am I buying more on the AMD pullback? I said I'd buy more at 110. I probably should. What I usually like to do is when I talked about this yesterday is the stocks mm -hmm. start breaking, you know, wait for the stabilization and then the hookup. You know, that's a better setup here as opposed to trying to catch the falling knife, which you're absolutely doing with AMD. If I didn't have AM any AMD, I probably would say 110, fill in the gap. Seems fill like a logical gap. bounce point. It's trying here today. It's actually up a little bit here, despite the market, you know, being down. I think there's a logical bounce point there. I do think 10 years from now, AMD is going to be a hell of a lot higher. It's not trading 600 times earnings like some people believe it is. That was off of one quarter. When you look at current PE, you take the, pre, the current quarter and then just take it out and extrapolate it from there. You got to look at projections. You got to look at where it is. It's trading 40 times earnings. It's, it's not cheap. It's not cheap at all. 40 times forward earnings. When I was buying it at 90, 92, it was, it was about 30 times earnings. So it's coming in at 30 times earnings, 35 times earnings. AMD starts to look very much attractive. 
And then there's Intel. So just sticking with the chip story, we're going to take you back to Tesla in a minute because I got the Adam Jones downgrade. But I got called away on Friday, basically right at the top, Joel. Um, because Ooh, the thing, I sold mine on Friday. Well, I did too. Yeah, I sold <laughs> mine lower it, because I calls is... written lower. But I got called away on Friday. Hey. And then boom, boom. I mean, we right just went down. from wow, $37 yeah. back to 32 in a heartbeat. Yeah. Do I buy Intel back at 32? That's the same thing question. I'm thinking about, Dennis. Literally. I'm thinking about buying the Intel back at 32. <laughs> they literally just call you away on Friday. Now you come back in it. I don't mind the Intel. I think it's where it broke out from. There's another logical uh, yeah. uh, stopping point. Or maybe you just add AMD. I think AMD is going to be a better company going forward. The Intel valuation, although it's going up because the earnings are going down. So there's something to think about there too. Um, there's there's some have some stocks on your shopping list because twenty seven to thirty seven. Well, first of all, I got some good technical yeah. levels. I want to get them in before we get Mark shaking on here. Twenty seven to thirty seven. Boom, broke out uh, from thirty two. That's the fifty percent retracement with your AMD. You talked about the one ten. I would at least wait for a gap fill at one hundred eight ninety one. Halfway of this move is like the one hundred seven once one hundred seven and a half area. So that's what I'd be looking for if you're looking to buy these stocks on a pullback. Do we have Mr. Chaykin lurking in the background here? Did he join us yet? Almost. We're, he'll get up in just a second. I don't see his camera okay. ready just set, so I'll get him okay. on in just a second here. Um, but I did want to just kind of read through that news, right? Dennis kind of pretty much talked about it here. The downgrade on Tesla today. Yeah. Tesla shares dipping as Morgan Stanley downgrades the stock from overweight to equal weight despite raising the price target. Um, and of course, uh, Adam Jones is the one that's coming after this one. And I did hear a little bit on the note that he put out here. Um, so going to go ahead and state exactly what was quoted here. While the market may want to dream on the AI theme, we prepared to wake up to the sound of the blaring car horn. So there you guys see it. He's calling out that the AI dream is slowly but breaking here. Adam Jonas is all over the place all the time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I give him, he I give him something for going with for a it. Bearish scenario of like a dollar, uh, a bullish yeah. scenario of like ten thousand dollars. He, he mean, likes being the, the extreme analyst. Are. Is that he's what you're telling us? He's all over the place and he hedges himself. <laughs> so that's the one thing to consider. So anything Adam Jonas says, take it with a grain of salt. He hedges himself both ways. So Tesla's just been overbought. It's overbought in the short term. I still think Tesla probably goes higher in the long term. It's yeah. The Musk is just a genius. The Musk, we'll call him. Um, He's Musk. Fifty percent retracement of the whole damn move. A call off from one seventy up to two seventy. Fifty points off be two twenty. Mm. That'd be a buy. Yeah. Get down there. I don't know if you're gonna get that far. There's too much underneath demand here. Shorts buried. I. Think it's on your shopping list, even though the I valuation may, yeah. is crazy. Look a little more short term here because we're no nowhere near those levels. Uh, your next daily low, and I'm just give I'll just give you a couple numbers for today, and you can do what you want with them. Forty seven twenty nine. That's just your four day low. 
Uh, your uh, eight-day low is 40. You know, there's some some lows in the 244 handle, but I think at least you got to wait for a gap fill down at uh, 235, uh, 23. And just before we bring Mark on, I mean, what were we talking about with the analysts? What stock was it? Were they um, they ganged up? Oh, SoFi. This is SoFi too, right? The one guy comes out and downsgraded. It gets hit, and then the next day. Another joke joker comes out and, and they come in line, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> they get in line. Yep. And they're like, "All right, well, uh, let's just." Uh... That was a good idea, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who downgraded it? Okay, let's go in today, and then maybe let's go in tomorrow. And yeah, I mean, it starts following, and and we see it in the price action, right? It actually does make an effect. Um, and just like SoFi, I think that you continuously see these stocks pull back. Another thing that uh, a key reversal yesterday, I would say, is on ARC. We'll see what happens there with growth stocks and things like that. Um, we're going to go to Mark in just a second here, just trying to get his camera on. I'm having a little sure. bit of issues on that. But uh, ARKK, big reversal yesterday. Does this mean that, you know, growth stocks are going to come all the way back down? No, it's Tesla. I'll kick it to you guys. So yeah, it's Tesla. Tesla. Yeah. yeah. It's I mean, Roku ARKK. also broke though too. Roku's a, a big, big spot there too. So I, I'd again, keep an eye it's on the Tesla names, that knocked right? all that down though, because Tesla is such a big component in ARKK. I mean, Roku's just as big, right? Top, put the two charts on top of each other. I, IRB, ARK versus Tesla. Okay. So ARKK, I trade actively, trade it, trade it lots of times. Tesla trade it all the time. Those two stock, like the ETF, there's an ARB trade there. So these see Tesla going down, they hit ARC. I mean, yes, you know, the ETF, but it's such it's the biggest component still, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 10%. And other components get hit because it gets hit. So there is that whole trade there too. The ETF mm-hmm. arbitrage effects are just nothing short of incredible. How about that chart, Dennis? Look what I did for you. I got ARC on the top and Tesla like on that. the bottom. There you go. There you See? go. Oh, oh it looks like something the same. Oh, maybe I'm <laughs> on to something here. There's a relationship there. Holy mackerel. It's not like I've been exploiting that for three mm-hmm. years, but yeah. Don't it's tell there. everybody. Oh, I think I'm right. Yeah, and then also uh I was just pointing to because the other leading positions in the in ARC also nine percent Roku, nine yeah. percent Zoom also taking a beating on the downside. And you can thank Tesla for that as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because of course they all it, kind of move together. They start hitting Tesla and Arc, and then they, they went after the growth. Components. It all just is it, you know, the egg? Is it, you know, the bird comes first, the egg, whatever? I mean, chicken and egg. It's Arc. It's all related. So you've got to understand what is in those. They are actively traded. You know, sometimes you get these little ETFs and they're nothing. Arc is not a nothing ETF. It is very actively traded. So it will have an influence on all of its components. It starts going down, it snowballs. So Tesla, Arc, Roku, Zoom, there's a relationship there. Now it's, you know, you've got to extrapolate a little bit there, but Arc has been going up for, to your point, Mitch, for the better part of a month and a half. It gets hit all yeah. of a sudden, they'll hit the other components of the Arc too. And it got hit because of Tesla. Yeah, where it makes sense maybe coming back, at least on Arc, is uh, I don't know, I'm looking at maybe like right back down to this at 40, 41 area. Um, so that's kind of the area that I would be looking for a little bit more of a dip by on arc. We'll see if I'm able to get that. Um, and, and looking for pullbacks, right? I mean, uh, shop, nice little pullback also starting to come back off the highs. We'll see what happens on that one. I'm keeping an eye on these names because, um, I, I have a feeling, I mean, like Roblox was a hard turn to the downside there. 
That one looks a little bit like not as strong as it used to be. So I'm keeping an eye on some of these ARKK names to see if we're going to get a turnaround in growth names. Okay, bring bring Mark on. It's just going to be audio today. He's okay. Uh, he's I just wanted to make sure there. All yep. right, let's go ahead. Let's bring him on here. Here is Mark in the background. Mark, can you hear us? I can. How are you? Perfect. All right. Sounds good. I'm going to go ahead and make sure that we have your banner up there. You can go ahead and kick us off. How we see in the markets, Mark? Well, we're in this June swoon period that everybody spotted on the internet, but uh, it's, it's a very reliable pattern since 1995. It ends around the 27th of June, and then 19 out of 22 times the market has gone, 19 out of 23, the market has gone to rally in July, uh, into the July expiration. So um, I'm looking to buy the dip here, and I like a lot of the names you've been talking about. Uh, like Tesla, uh, AMD, I like, but I think it's got some challenges in the short term, as uh, Dennis pointed out. Um, I, I'd buy it here, but I'd use a close stop. I'd view this more as a trading entry rather than a um, a longer term entry. So I'd I'd stop it out around 103 if I bought it here. Mark, I'm I'm. Very interested in Intel here at this 32 level. What are your thoughts here? Because the Intel story has been broken for a long time. And then the last couple of weeks, it really got hot. And then boom, boom, it's giving us a second chance here. What I want to know what your metrics first. And you know, obviously, Jake and Analytics are talking about Intel. What are your thoughts on Intel? Well, we've been bullish on the stock based on the power gauge rating. Uh, it took a long time to get started. I'm I'm thinking that this is the dinosaur in the industry. Yeah, they've got some good stuff, the spinoff going, which creates some underlying value in the big factory they're going to build. But Intel is clearly on the come. I'd rather buy the dip in AMD, in okay. NVIDIA. I, I, I think Intel's a dinosaur. And um, it's not going away, but I don't think that's where the real play is. In the and that scares me, too. I mean, that's my thoughts. You actually just spoke my what I'm thinking in my head. I was like, oh, it's starting to get hot. Oh, can this Intel story change? And it seems like every time you think the Intel story is changing, it's starting to show some life. This was back in the 50s. You know, it started to show life. And then, you know, they just find a way to disappoint. And that's what scares me. It's like the perennial disappointer here where every time it starts to show life, they come out and say something or do something that just, you know, is obviously taken well so you know i'm 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 challenged here to whether to rebuy my intel stake or not yeah if you sold it that was a brilliant sale i also well, think no choice i got called away oh, okay. <laughs> Real calls. something like a broadcom i mean i There's don't know when one. these stocks pull back but broadcom nvidia if you can buy them on a on a pullback god bless yeah. these stocks are amazing I mean, AVGO has, is trading last time I looked at under a market multiple. I think it was now it, maybe it's moved up to go past. I haven't looked for it because it's had a pretty good run, but it was 17 times earnings a couple, you know, about a month ago. So maybe it's 18 or 19 times now because it's had a pretty big run. I'll have to reevaluate that. But here's, you know, a participant that's probably going to be involved with AI, obviously tied in with all the tech stories. And it doesn't trade at a nosebleed multiple. So maybe AVGO should be on our shopping list. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a better buy than Intel here. Rating it. Well, uh, Tesla is really interesting to me. I want to end with a name that you haven't heard me talk about here, but Tesla is really interesting. They're putting a lot of pressure on the U.S. government to go with their standard charging station. Remember, Biden allocated, I don't know, $6.5 billion, $7 billion 
to the alternative charging station protocol. But with all the auto companies from GM to Rivian to um, Ford opting for the Intel charging station, I think they're going to get some government money at some point to build out this charging station sure. network. Mark, do you have a, a, another minute? Yeah, I do. So here's the stock I really love, Generac, GNRC, talking about power supplies. Stock broke out yesterday. We recommended it uh, down under 120 mm -hmm. about two weeks ago mm -hmm. in one of our monthly letters. And this is a great story. With all the um, extreme weather we're having around the country, you have power outages everywhere. This Generac has saved my bacon 10 times since I moved to Connecticut. Three yeah, and a half years. Yep. And I think you just got to go with it. Better than expected earnings report. The stock went sideways for about a month and a half. I think this is a stock. I'd actually buy it here. I'd buy the breakout, which I don't like to do in, uh, in general. But while you're waiting for a pullback in tech, and by the way, Joel, you're always interested in my levels. It would be 4,300 to 4,325, which would be the rising 21-day average. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you about that because uh, on uh, Twitter this morning, someone uh, mentioned, you know, there was a 10.4% uh, move in the ES about in 43 days. Some of it mania and gamma driven. We did have the quad witch expiration. A lot of times, uh, uh, you know, turning points in the markets after such a, a big expiration. What I mean, I, I know you're good with the levels, but also, you know, very important, you know, with the timing of things. So in your past experience, after these expirations, you know, where you, you do get a turn, I mean, it, uh, you know, is it? Time really doesn't matter. You focus more on your levels. You're, you look sitting out the month of June here. What what would be uh, your your time your timetable on uh, that forty three hundred pullback? Well, all of the above here. I mean, you've got uh, the the pattern of uh, June post expiration week is down like ninety percent of the time, eighty five percent of the time. So. Uh, this is the one expiration where you do want to look for the pullback. Then you get this pattern where if you're up through the end of May, June, uh, this period in late June called the June swoon is basically down. So you've got a window in here uh, and the price level is pretty obvious to me. It's the rising 21. I wouldn't like to see it break that. Uh, and it, you've had a lot of really bearish news here. The ECB, uh, you've got surprise rate hikes in England, uh, and yet the market's holding together. Uh, this market has a bid under it, and I don't think that bid's going away. And, you know, there could be a surprise in July. Maybe they don't raise rates. Maybe they have a second pause day um, mm. in July. And boy, would that, that push you to 4,600 overnight because everybody's betting that there's going to be a rate hike sooner rather than later. And I, I think the market's factored all this in. Remember, a rate hike here, forget the inflation picture, which isn't all that bad right now. They're never going to get it down to 2%. No, never. That, that's, <laughs> Unless they just continue to cook the bucks. I dream. But think about it. If they're raising rates here, it means the economy is strong. And nobody's betting on a strong economy. Yeah, we had a gamma squeeze, so you got the shorts covering. But you got Mike Wilson still talking about 3,000. Come on, guys. 
Yeah, those levels there. Mark, hey, listen, we got a skedaddle here. We got jobless claims coming up at 830, and I don't want to hear Dennis complain if he gets picked off. It's not a big number, but Mark Chicken, Chicken Analytics, he's the founder joining us here on Pre-Market Prep. Mark, we'll dial you up uh, again in a few weeks. Thanks for coming on. Sorry for the tech glitch, guys, but we'll be back. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jobless claims, you know, eh. We'll see if we move. 4498, 4398 is where we're traded. Mitch, what are we looking for on these jobless claims? All right. Initial jobless claims consensus is 260,000 prior to 262,000. We'll see what happens here as it comes in. Also, continuous jobless claims coming in. Of course, some more Fed speaking today. And look at all oh, this economic man. data today. It's just. It's just full of it. We'll also get a lot of oil talk and gasoline talk later. Oil numbers coming through at 10 and 11. So keep your eyes out for that. And, of course, Jerome Powell speaking at 10 a.m. Uh, Powell at 10, existing home sales. Uh, There's so May. much on the tape today, that man. Arkin, Bullard, and Bostic. Uh, well, that's uh, oh, Barkins today, and then Bullock in Boston. He'll be barking about something are, uh, tomorrow. Yeah, he'll be barking for sure. The killer bees, man. The killer bees. Uh, we're I trying to get back over that forty-three hundred dollar level mid range on the session comes in at oh three and a quarter. The bulls after doubles. Doubles. After Doubles. nicking that four-day glowback slow at 93.75, hit 93 even, we are on a rally. But you know what? We've gone 31 minutes, and we haven't talked any earnings, Mitch. All right. Well, let me really quickly run at least. Initial jobless claims came in at 264,000 versus 260,000. So another number slightly above the estimate, of course, Jerome Powell saying it, of course, that the labor market starting to show signs of conditions of loosening. But I don't think we really have seen that, right? I don't think we've seen it in the numbers. He says it's showing up. Where? Where's it showing up? Let me know because I'm looking, Jerome. I'm looking. All right, let's get out of that. Let's go to some of these earnings reports on the day, of course. And one of the top ones was KB Holmes. Let's get yeah. to that. Oh, YouTube that is, EPS that is, you got here. a piece of this one. I know you did. <laughs> I traded it. At yeah, 194, know, I... beat the $1.34 estimate. Sales of $1.77 billion, oh. beat the $1.42 billion estimate. So KB Homes beating Q2 EPS and sales estimate, providing optimistic housing revenue projection for fiscal year 23. They absolutely <sighs> blew it away. I don't and know how, know man, but they did. They absolutely blew it away. And what we talked about on the show was the bar was just too dang high. And they couldn't beat that bar anymore. There was just no way it was going to continue to go higher because it popped and it popped at 5450. The crazy. algos are stupid once again because <laughs> they just see beat, beat, raise, buy, buy, buy. They don't put in that, oh, maybe every other home builder is beat. Maybe this thing's been running straight up into the report. Maybe there's just a possibility that all the good news is priced in. And 54, 53, 50, 53, 52, 50, 52. Now red, 51, 50, 51, 50, 50. And everybody's like, oh, well, they said this. And they'll find a fundamental reason to justify the turn because they don't like to hear that the stock's overbought. They don't like to hear that all the good news is priced in. They will literally go through that whole report. The media will go through that whole report to find one little line that could potentially 
be the fundamental reason that this stock is down a dollar and a half when it's all just made up BS because they did everything right. The reason the stock is down is that all the good news is priced in. Oh, wow. Uh, I had so many things to say here. Uh, first of all, I want to ask you, where did you short it on the way up and hold your breath? Or I trade you... day trading it. So just day trading it in there, but try to short it. So try to short it on, it went up and it's hard to, so when the stock reports, and here's a lesson trading earnings, when a stock reports, you never want to be like, okay, boom, it's 53. I'm just going to short it. You've got to almost wait until they stop going up. Again, the same thing. Shoot them in the back. Don't shoot them in the face when you're shorting stocks. So after earnings, you've got to be very, very, very cautious because, you know, this thing went to 54 and a half. You shouldn't have 53. You're probably getting yourself stopped out. You got to wait until you see the top and then you like get another chance at it and you can play it from there. So that's the way to play them. If you're leaning towards shorting the stock, you've got to go through that. And, you know, I'm not saying I traded this, you know, I, I made a little bit of money day trading it. It, but it was definitely one of those that you could kind of feel that the the, the pop was probably going to eventually set, get faded, just for the simple reason you had toll. Was it Len Lenar? You know, last week was the same thing. Alien. If we go to their report, they blew it away too, and the stock went up, but it didn't even really go up as much as you'd think. Like 294 versus 232, just bringing that up 8.08. Everything. Gross margins going up. Lennar just firing on all cylinders too. They simply set the bar too high. So that's why the stock is trading down. That's why the pop was faded. That's why all the algos, the earnings algos that bought the stock on the pop are losing money here. So don't think that every algo out there, everybody's got this in their head that every algo is Citadel and every algo just, you know, kills it. And, you know, everybody's Kenny. There's only, there's, there's probably the majority. I'm going to say this right now. I don't have any data on it but i bet the majority of algorithmic traders out there lose money not joking not kenny kenny griffin no definitely. no no not kenny, kenny he's kenny the Glick. goat he's the best not kenny you yeah. know virtue's good you know there's a lot of good ones they're market making more they're not making directional they're not making calls no way. they're not making no. calls that's why no. they're making money these earnings algos are making calls they're saying oh beat beat raise it's going we're going but the human being still superior because we talked about this on the show. We can see the setup. We can see even if they beat the bar is so high. So incorporating all that in, you know, into these algorithms is just not that simple to do. So that's why the opportunities are there. So there's definitely opportunities to make money off of dumb algorithms. And there's a lot. Of all right. A couple things here after that uh, nice rant there. Uh, number one, home builders dennis haven't we seen these reversals and earnings from the home builders don't they eat you know if they if they knock it down like three bucks then it comes back or they rally it a lot I'll, i mean the home builders i wish i could ask uh chad gpt ai uh about the historical <laughs> trading pattern of uh but but here's the other thing and this is the most this is a really simple lesson here that i want to get across to people Forget about the extended run that it had. Forget about everything else. The stock has a nine-day average trading range of a buck twenty-one. A buck twenty-one. The thing closes at fifty-two, and it doubles the average trading range in the pre-market. I'm not saying you sell you necessarily sell it or short it, but the odds say it's not an AI stock. We'll say it's that. not an A exactly, but that but 
historical references say that, you know, this is, unless this is just like way out on the continuum as far as probabilities, this stock is going to come in. So to use Dennis's line, if it, you know, if a stock like KBO just tame enough, two and a half bucks, and you're buying it now, yeah. you're doing it wrong. You know, you just have to, you just have to respect the stock for its characteristics and what it is. And then uh, before we uh, we move on from this, I just want to drop a link here um, in the chat. I had uh, Jay McCandless on uh, Pre Market Prep Plus yesterday. And uh, Jay was on the show in October of 22. And uh, you all know what happened in October of 22. He was banging the table on the on these stocks, on the uh, home builder stocks. And, man, he made a great call. Yeah. And, uh, so I had him on again yeah. yesterday. I just dropped the article in there. The video's in there, too. Jay McCandless, a big shout-out to him. Uh, technically speaking, when you go to um, KBH, Keep an eye on this 50 and a half level. I know we're trading down. That's a pair of lows from yesterday. If this are two days, uh, 50, 70 spots, the pair of lows. If we don't hold that off the open, get a little pop, maybe go back up the unchanged. I would be selling this one on weakness. So we'll see what happens with KB Homes. I mean, they did everything right. The company did nothing wrong here. And again, you will hear on CNBC because not a lot of earnings. There'll be some analysts. There'll be somebody coming on and pointing out the fundamental reason why KB Homes is trading down. That is just BS. And it's all, they'll find a fundamental reason. So I'm just repeating myself here because this, you cannot believe a lot of stuff you just hear in the media. Shocking. But the reason this is down is the simple fact that it was just overbought. Look and at all it. the yeah. good news is priced in. Keep it simple. Next. Mitch. Mitch. All right. Sorry. Mitch, I had to so hop I put him to sleep because I said the same thing twice. <laughs> yeah, no worries. It's, it's just how it is. It's KBH. It doesn't make me too excited. Let's go to another stock here. Let's go to Accenture as they're exceeding their Q3 adjusted EPS and sales estimate, but lowering its fiscal year 23 revenue growth well, outlook. Um, and in a time when we're seeing tech pull back, probably not the best report on a day when we're seeing tech starting to pull back. No. So beat, beat. That's good. Or beat in line. And then you're right. Q4 revenue, 15.75 to 16.35 versus 16.35. Reduced revenue growth, 8 to 9 from 8 to 10. Numbers are still decent. Um, but again, so many big expectations tied in. Accenture, mm -hmm. people are talking about it is an AI play. You know, like everything, they're like, how can you tie Accenture in? So now you pull back here. It's a stock that really hasn't participated in the recent run either. Probably falls into, you know, the value tech um, range, even though you're only looking 1160. So you're still trading like almost 30 times earnings. It's still more value techy um, compared to some of the other plays here. But, oh, you don't want to see, you know, a slight guide down here in any tech stock right now when tech has been firing all cylinders. So we'll see. I mean, the buy the dip mentality is still down here. The FedEx report was not great and they bought that right back. So do they do it again with Accenture here? I'm not buying. I'll say this. I'm not buying the dip on this one. This is, this is a curveball to me. I'm yeah, gonna, too hard. I, yeah, I'm going to reserve comments maybe. I, I, I agree, too hard. Yeah, a little gap fill maybe, but I'm talking technical here, 288.29. But pass, pass on ECM. Yeah, tough. Sometimes just don't swing at the pitch. You know, like that's, you know, sometimes it's pitches that, okay, this one's up the middle. 
I'm going to take a good swing. Maybe you still strike out, but he got a good shot to hit a home run. This one here, nah, I'm not. I'm passing too. This is a, this is a curveball. You right, want to hear an interesting statistic that uh, a guy that used to, uh, a lady that used to work with Lisa, her husband, Vern, I went to a baseball game with him. And do you know, I think it might be over 70%, you know, when it's full count. Yeah. You know, that like it's close to six, 60, 70% of the next pitch is a foul ball. Yeah. Why you not? didn't know that, Mitch? That. I, I didn't know that, that exact again. percentage, but. Out of full count. Yeah. When you're watching a game and it's a full count. Yeah. Okay. The next pitch is usually a foul ball. Oh, probably. Yeah. They're fighting yeah. them off, fighting them yeah, off. The, yeah, the biggest thing there is that you, you got to protect the plate, right? You can't let anything go close to it. Exactly. So a lot of times so you're more you in swing close, mode. You got to foul it off and watch it off. You think about how many you watch in baseball, how much you get to a full count, and then it's like seven more pitches before something, <laughs> you know, because fouling it off, fouling it off, fight it off. Oh, I got to send you guys the video of me hitting the bomb, but let's keep going. Let's this get to yeah, it. Yeah, I want to yeah, man, I, I've been trying to hit a 400-footer. I've hit a couple of 300. Holy. I hit a 363, a 330. I'm trying to get a 400-footer. I'll let you guys know if I you get You on the juice? Are you, take, are you on the juice? Come on, baby. Something? That's the juice right oh, here. Look at that's that's the, the juice right here, baby. Come on, baby. Let's go. Look at that guy. Nice, <laughs> man. We're putting I... you in the cage match with... Zucky. Yeah, let's, let's go, man. Mitch I'm ready for it, man. That's let's go. Matchup, you got, I, 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 I wouldn't get took me for 100 hey, bucks hey, on, the, I, on the Musk I, versus Zucky. I've gone but to America's Mitch top team. Zucky, there is a match for you. I've gone My to America's top team. I've, I, I've, I've, I've gone with green belts. I haven't done black belts, but hey. Look at this guy. Let's keep it going. Let's go to Darden Restaurant. We'll do a sports challenge. Swimming and golf. Okay? A pre-market prep cast. Uh, all-around sports event, uh, <laughs> golf and swimming. And then, pros bring us back, pros versus Joes, they call it. Uh, Darden's Restaurant. Let's go there. Uh, Q4 back, EPS, $2.58. Beat the $2.54 estimate. Sales of $2.8 billion. Beat the $2.77 billion estimate. Who's going out to the restaurants? Let us know in the chat. Put a one if you've gone out to a restaurant in the last, let's say, two weeks. Love I to have. hear it in the I chat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I'll yeah. throw one in the chat there. I've been going to restaurants all the time. I hate cooking at home sometimes. Uh, there's a one in the chat. Throw it up there. What do you guys oh, think? Yeah. Darden restaurants? No, DRI. not for me. Mm. No. It's not even a curveball. I don't even want to buy this dip. It's just a flat out no. no. Accenture, I was like, ah, I can be talked and buying that dip. Darden restaurants. It's almost near. Dividend. Is this all time highs? It's close. Yeah, it you is. Know, you got risk of a slowdown. Why? Why Darden restaurants? Why is yeah. this the dip to buy? No, thank you. Ah, uh, wow. It really well. It was a dip to buy a little bit earlier when it went to one fifty eight. Uh, is there anything on the dailies there? Uh, oh, wow. What confluence there? One fifty eight was your May thirty first low, and your pre market low comes in at one fifty eight oh two. That's your level. If you're looking to buy, you bounce three bucks off it. Just a, a, a just as you know, it has. I like when the pre-market levels coincide with a daily level under that 158. Look out! Your next daily low comes in at 153.65. Adding relevance to that 158 and a half area, 
158. There was a closing on May 17th at 158.69. They should never, I know the stock has done well, but they should never have sold Red Lobster. <laughs> Is that what it's? So, no, I always forget. It's Red Lobster they got rid of and they kept the Olive Garden. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man, come on. Red Lobster is killer, man. That is just an awesome. <laughs> yeah, actually, Olive Garden's good too. You <laughs> like Olive Garden's Dennis restaurants? Maybe oh, you can talk me into buying the dip. Just kidding. I've had some horrible experiences at Olive Garden's, but we won't go no, there. Oh, the bread! I find all good. You get that, like uh, at Olive Garden, you get that. Um, what is it? Italian feast? You get the lasagna. Yeah, you get, you get the, all you can eat bread. You know, tour Dennis of Italy. Tour it. of Italy. You get like all three, <laughs> all three of their big meals in one. Joel's like, I've oh, never done Lord, that in my guys. life. Like, we had a big, down, big You guys family. are all athletic. You guys you know I do the jujitsu <laughs> and the fighting and the swimming. I'll do the eating competition, baby. Yeah. Joey yeah. Jaws is my challenge. hero, baby. Let's do it. 48 right. chicken wings. Let's go. Joey Chestnut and the winner. Joey, Joey Jaws. Over here. Yeah. I just one quick story on the One day he's going to follow me on Twitter. I tweet at him. I've got Joey Jaws. <laughs> I'm like, one day when he follows me, that will be my best follower ever. I got to see this guy eat like 20 hot dogs. I want to see him eat. I could do it. I could do it. I can't eat, eat the, the, the 77. The Maybe 20. Well, you can eat a 20 battle. I think I could eat. I think I could eat 10. I already said that. People want to. I could eat 10. <laughs> Let's like do with the, the 20. And stuff for sure. Maybe 15. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's Competitive keep it going eating, here. baby. That's where it's at. I'll bring us to a, a, a highlight of the day and try to keep us focused here. Let's go to Boeing as Boeing Tough reported job. news today. Uh, Boeing coming in here, getting hit off of Spirit Air Systems. And it seems like we heard about this before. Didn't we hear issues about this? So Spirit Air Systems shares trading lower following Spirit halting work as the Wichita plant due to a union strike. So it looks like unions coming in here and ruining the Boeing party. Yeah, big time. So SPR has ruined the Boeing party before as well. They need to start not going with so many parts from SPR because it seems like yeah, SPR man, always ruins the Boeing party. they're destroying their stock. This was back in April. It was the same thing, man, and hurting Boeing. So now, boom, SPR hurts Boeing here again. SPR just doesn't have it going on, and that's where all these Boeing parts come from. So there you're seeing that come down, SPR, Boeing. GE, sneaky little one play. They're not even touching it here yet, but GE does have some Boeing parts as well. Not like a direct play like SPR, though. But you could see a little relative weakness in GE if the Boeing and SPR stay down. So keep an eye on that one. You got to know That's your relationship. Channel Station. That's in Channel Station. That has never broken the channel since January, man. GE? Yeah, man. It's in this crazy it's Sideways channel. forever crazy channel this is my last uh tangent of the day and it's instigated by chris maldonado he wanted to hear my olive garden story oh, <laughs> this gosh. is about uh, this real quick one about tw might be 20 25 years ago we were on a family vacation and we were down I in like the south and everyone wanted to go to olive garden we were for dinner and i absolutely put my foot down i said i am not eating that food and <laughs> it 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 and like the three of them ganged up against me and uh i prevailed though i don't know what restaurant we went to but i absolutely refused. and they're like what's wrong yeah. but uh that all was a long Garden, time you guys ago are trash in that. That, all all right, boeing, good, boeing, boeing 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 i pointed this out on pre-market prep plus 
yesterday. There's so much monthly resistance up here. I was looking at this yesterday, yeah. uh, going all the way back the whole year. So I was like, I was cautious on this, uh, you know, at these monthly levels. Now where to buy the dip on this? Uh, your net, your pre-market low comes in at 204.50. And you have a daily low, nothing there, 200 maybe, but I don't think it's going there today. Yeah, I like the trend weekly pullback uh, to the trend line right now at the 205 level. I've been looking at this level for a little while now. Um, it's just a trend line throwback look there where you break above the trend line on the weeklies, come back at the 205 level. Doesn't seem too bad there for me. I'll be keeping an eye out on Boeing. Also, XLI has been really pushing as of late. I don't know if you guys see that. Cat, deer, super strong. So keep your eyes on the industrial uh, sector. It just seems like it just wants to go. At least XLI looks pretty strong there to me. Um, how do you see that chart, Joel? Just XLI overall. XLI. Of course, take... that's the it's spider. Come back with the IWS. So you've got all the industrials, the small caps have all kind of been the anti-AI trade here. Mm -hmm. So you're see, you saw life about three weeks ago, which is what turned us bullish on this show when the IWM and everything started to show some life. A little bit of pause here. XLI, full of that FedEx too, got hit a little bit with the FedEx, but then bounced back when FedEx bounced back. Keep that all in mind. Um, if you're, if, I mean, look the at the problem is it's there's no AI run. play in the XLI. You know, so and the other problem is interest rate, higher interest rates will eventually impact this. So I'd rather not own the XLI. I'd, I'm on the pullback here. I'm looking to buy AI plays. I'm not looking. Yeah, that's a wow. Stuff. What an extended move for an ETF. I mean, maybe if this came down to the 102 it's area. It's yeah, I, I, this is I think you're taking a, a stab in this one. If if anything, you know, if you're taking a, a, a poke at it here. 103. There's a pair of lows at the 103.65 area, but I don't think I'd want to participate uh, if it took out that that area. 103.65 and little re, little resistance here at the close. 104.83. That was yesterday's close in the XLI. Yeah, and I think a lot of that, I, like I mentioned, I think a lot of that's coming also from farm and heavy construction just ripping right back to the upside, almost back to the top side there for deer cat it's been a big rip right back up all right let's go to a downgrade here morgan stanley stepping up on alcoa here and downgrading alcoa to underweight lowering the price target to 33 i was wondering if we were going to get some basic materials to start getting a little bit hot make a my, little bit of my gosh and no, no 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 what and this is oil all tied in basic materials yep. oil has just been in a full-on bear market for a long time not participating in the recent run really alcoa disaster 98 dollars at the beginning of 2022 it's sure. not a, a two for one split it's almost a three for one split at this point in time here low of the move is 3114 i think you got some buyers probably down near the low of the move but holy what a disaster alcoa has been with that being said at a certain point in time I don't know if you know the value trade comes in here or not, but you know everybody threw Alcoa out back in 2020, and eventually it did come back. Long term, maybe I think JP Morgan's a little late to be downgrading it now. 
I won't do my Klaus Kleinfeld uh, imitation because he's not there anymore. Uh, former support at the 3380, the 34 area. You are breaching that now. So we'll use 34 as resistance. You get back above 30. Mark, you know, if we can prove it can hold 34 over the next couple of days, maybe uh, lead on, you know, the recent low of the move. Uh, if not, I like Dennis's level at 31.14. But, man, I wish they would have told me this, like, at the beginning of March instead of, you know, hanging on until it's 20 yeah. bucks lower. Way late. Late. Uh, I, I know this we is a little go? late, too, there. Um, what, what's up, Dennis? Trade zero. Yeah, yeah, we're going to trade zero right now. I just wanted to kind of state there something that I, I always look at the sector and to just try to find something that's different. Maybe no one's looking at it. No, we talked about housing doing so well. I think we're missing out also on building materials, making a big move. Uh, car, global, like the air conditioner, C-A-R-R, -R, oh, yeah. uh, making big moves up here, building materials, right? I mean, C-R-H, another building materials stock, and these are the highest capitalization stocks there. Um, and Joel, Maybe you talked about BLDR. You're talking me into Alcoa. You talked about BLDR multiple times, Joel. Oh, man, and, and these are all building materials stocks that we're just missing this play. And sometimes you miss plays. This seems to me like a miss. I, I, you know what also we this. missed in the housing stocks? And this is a, an old, old timer. Uh, Dennis, where do you think Owens Corning is at? Oh, probably gone. To the house. Right? Is that yeah. Asheville Shingles? Uh, insulation, yep. It, it's shingles too, isn't it? Yep. Let's go building see the primary. materials, man. It's all building yeah. materials, but yeah, let's see and the primary. So that, that's an interesting area. Yeah, in shingles, basic materials. insulation, roofing. Yeah. Just I mean, I, let's, let's, you know, and Spinner called us out for it. I've been, I've missed the whole home builder trade. I missed it like crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and it, it makes it sense looking hindsight capital 2020, looking back, it kind of makes sense, you know, where people aren't moving, supply issues. You know, interest rates, you know, have slowed going down. But the lumber costs and some of the material costs have just come down so much. I mean, why? again, I've said it, you know, I was like, I'm never building a house again after two years ago. But then, you know, lumber prices came way back down. You're buying sheets of plywood for 15 bucks. I bought a bunch yesterday. I mean, these were like $50 Canadian during the peak. The building materials have come down so much. The trust yep. package that I just got on my shop was six grand. The trust package. The the guy that delivered them said if you bought those trusses two years ago, it would have been 18. The same trust package. So yeah. I'm like, there is stuff going on because the lumber costs have come down so much. And people think of lumber and houses. There's still those houses are a lot of money to build because everything else did not come down nearly as much. But the lumber has. And some of the other stuff probably has too. A little bit of stuff. So, I mean, there's a play there because the basic materials going into that has had actual deflation. There's nope. deflation, one thing, and lumber has had major deflation. That's the answer of why I could scratch my head with the home builders. I got the answer right there. Look at the building materials. That's showing us another reason why this is going higher. Let's right, go, let's to, go the, to trade. Yeah, trade zero. Yeah, we got let's uh, kick four it, guys. minutes here. All right. All right, let's go ahead. Let's take a look. The first one I want to get into is a retail stock that everyone's looking at today. Root. Root, Inc. Shares are trading higher Thursday following reports suggesting the company received a takeover bid. According to Wall Street Journal reports, citing people familiar with the matter, Embedded Insurance has approached Root multiple times offering to acquire the company for $19.34 per share. 
We're trading right now at 1450s and climbing higher here in the pre-market. Is that for WSJ? Yes. Yeah. So that's a that's a good source. I mean, I can get better sources than WSJ. So they dot their I's and cross their T's. With that being said, still just rumors. We don't have, you know, we don't know anything for certain. And again, this isn't like, oh yeah, they got a $19 deal. When I was reading it, it sounds like that they turned down a deal and, you know, or a potential, but we don't know all the details behind that. So, you know, people who are buying a 1447 is like, oh, they're going to get like 20, 25, 30. Bird in the hand trade here, though, was six bucks yesterday. It's 14 here today. You want to stick around? Maybe you get the 20. Maybe there's a deal to be had at 22 yeah. or 23. Maybe there's no deal, though, and no deal equals not good news here for this. So yeah. I personally would ring the register in it. Just quick move, 6 to 14, you know, on rumors. Um, but that's just me. Is this the uh, Canadian retail company, apparel company? No, it is no, not. it's an insurance company. Um, Wasn't this a meme stock, too? Correct it's me if also... I'm wrong. But yeah, wasn't well, Root one of those crazy meme stocks from 2021 when it went? Yeah, look. It is backed it by Carvana. Or did yeah, it reor? Or was this a different? It is backed by Carvana. Company? I feel like this was a meme um, stock. I don't know if it, it reorged or not. That I'm not going to say just because I don't have a confirmation on Root that. Was a I SPAC. can't say. Spinner saying it was a SPAC. Yeah, I can say at least it has Carvana behind it. It looks like they invested in this yeah. company. Um, so who knows? Maybe Carvana even gets a lift off of this. I don't know if Carvana will get a lift off of this. Um, how's it moving right now? Uh, I'll let you guys. I'll, uh, you guys, let's move on from this. One. Yeah, this is this is just going to be one that it will be on retail's eyes today. Make Over sure stock. you take out. Make sure you take out the pre-market high. That's all I have to say. That's let's go to this one. Overstock, of course, getting the looks like it got intellectual property from Bed Bath and Beyond, um, according to court reports and CNBC reporting this. Um, so they won the auction for this, and now Overstock getting a little bit of a lift on this. I think this is something that could last. And the stock is up on that. What did they get? The twenty dot twenty percent off gift certificates or whatever? <laughs> How to do discounts the wrong way? I I. I, I don't think this is good news. The street Asley disagrees with me. Pre-market like high. All the bed stock loves to squeeze, though. I'll tell you that yeah. much. Yeah. Okay. This could squeeze. You got to watch that because overstock.com. You're talking about a stock that was $111 a share. It's come all the way down. It's actually in a consolidation station for a bit. So technically, it doesn't set up that bad. Is this a catalyst to drive us to 25? I don't know that it's not. So I wouldn't be shorting it. Yeah. I'm probably not buying it either, though, because I, I agree with Joel up 7%. It seems like it's overdone. But, man, I tell you, there's a potential for squeezy here. So I stay away. Yeah, I'd stay away, too. Let's keep going. Uh, anything on the filter here standing out to you guys? I see Kellogg's group sending out Upgraded here a little Kellogg's. bit of an upgrade. There you go. We'll see if that that's, – that's a good bottoming levels here off of, like, kind of 65 Oof. levels. Again, the trade here for all these staples – Turn and around. I tweeted it yesterday is the treasury yield is higher than all these staples. Dividend yield, yield yep. So, like, I'm like, why am I buying Kellogg's for a 3.5% dividend when I can get 53 Three percent right now. Mm. You know, you get five in a treasury. You get the GICs five point three. I mean, why? So if I'm going in the stock market, it's for growth, not for yield. If I'm just want yield, I'm going risk free, baby. So I mean, you're competing with the treasury yield, and I've argued it's against the staples for a while and been wrong, but starting to be a little bit more right lately. 
So I don't want to buy Kellogg. I don't want to buy anything for a four or five percent dividend. If I'm coming to the market, it's for growth, not for yield. All right. A little bit and, of a pop. Nothing, nothing. I mean, if yeah. if you're looking for a potential target today on the upside, uh, let's see what happens at uh, 6633 and 6635. Uh, that's the pair of highs from Tuesday and Wednesday. Dennis, have you seen Campbell's soup chart lately? I mean, same <laughs> thing. Oh, my Campbell's. Lord. Why? Why do you want to be at 3.2%? There's no growth here, folks. This is defense. This is like. Why do you want to be in this? People who are buying this at $55, I have no idea why. I don't want to be in these stocks. The Coca-Cola. Why do you want to be in Coca-Cola right now? You know, yeah, you get a little dividend, but the growth is not there. They think, oh, well, 3%, your money's pretty safe. Sure, it's a safety play. But you know what else is safe is treasuries. You know what else is safe in Canada's GICs. Yeah. You know what else is a better yield than Coca-Cola and Campbell's? Both of those things, treasuries and GICs. 5%, 3%. I'll take the risk free five. All right, let's go ahead. We'll wrap it up here. I'm throwing up the link here. If you guys want to check out this platform and check out, of course, Zero uh, Trade Zero's flagship software, Zero Pro. Let's get over to the ES and take a look at the last outlook here from Joel Alconin. Uh, we did a, got a little pop over mid range, so I got a good a good secondary number for you. Mid range on the session is 03 and a quarter. Yesterday's low 03 and a half. Uh, the pop that you just had on the uh, I don't know if it was around the 830 number that came in at 04 and a quarter. So that's what the bulls have to do on the downside. If you get to the if you get to the pre market low. I'm looking for another perhaps 10 handle drop to the June 13th low at 4481.75. And folks, sorry about all the tangents today, but uh, Dennis started it. I'll talk to you guys later on. And Joel definitely finished it, baby. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll get you guys over to the market. Get ready, guys. It's going to be another day definitely to watch out to see if we get a little bit of a bounce or do we continue the leak. Of course, we'll continue to watch to see what happens in the queues. That's what I've been watching more along. It's not even the spy because the spy was kind of like doing a little bit of mixed signals yesterday, I felt like. It was holding near VWAP versus how the queues were, which was really getting get knocked down here. Dennis, what are you keeping an eye on? Kind of AI like trade, in my opinion, is not over. This mm -hmm. tech trade, I don't believe is over either. I think it paused exactly. after the option expiration. The bears are prancing around on my Twitter telling us this <laughs> is the start. This is what we've been looking for. This yeah. is the big, you know, correction. This is where Mike Wilson's going to be correct. I think I'm buying the pullback in tech. I mean, maybe not, you know, in the long-term account, unless the valuation's there, although AVGO yeah. starts to get attractive. You know, there is a few that, you know, you're thinking about, but short term here, let's look at the double bottom QQQs just from last week. Like bears, take yeah. it easy. We're back to where we were last week. 360.03, low on the queues on June 13th. Yeah. Next day, June 14th, 360.42. Let's see what it does at 360. Can the 360 hold? Maybe we just crash and burn. Maybe this is the big one. Maybe we're going and this is it. You know, we're going down to the, you know, the October lows and this is it. It's always possibilities of everything. But right now, I will say, bulls are still in control, despite the bears prancing around and dancing in the streets. We will see what happens there. Will the bears take control again for another day? Because that's how the way I would look at it. And I don't think they have control. I think the bulls are still in control here. 
but definitely we're getting a little bit of some pullback action. You guys keep up with everything Dennis Dick does. Of course, Triple D Trader. See you tomorrow, my friend. Enjoy the markets. Looks like you already are, my friend. We try. See you, Later, Dennis. All right, time to get you guys over to, of course, live trade in action. That's coming up next. Don't go anywhere, team. You guys want to go ahead and check out how we're doing on the trading action. Had some good trades yesterday. Was trading SQQQ, Socks S. Also traded later in the day, short side on AI. So if you guys want to come and check out, of course, our live trading stream that's coming up next, you don't got to go anywhere. Just stick right here. And we'll bring you right over to live trading. That's starting up right now. So don't go anywhere. And of course, if you guys are interested in learning a little bit, and I know that some of you guys are, take a look at the book club. That's really where I think we give our most value back to you guys, especially in education. So check that out, guys. This is a special uh, thing that I do. Don't need to do it, but I enjoy to do it with you guys and go over through uh, different books. We've done some charting books. We've done some psychology books. Now we're looking at maybe doing some fundamental book. Also looking into kind of uh, market wizards. Come check it out, team. You guys will find definite value in the book club. And it's a true community where they're really supporting each other and trying to grow to the next level. Now to get you guys over to some live trading action, don't go anywhere, team. Stay right here on Benzinga.